You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this week is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, how are you doing today? Hey, the beleaguered Eric Sprott. Yes, he's here. (laughs) (laughs) We are all beleaguered this week. Actually, we are recording uh, during the morning on Thursday, and as we sit here and watch prices fall this morning, I thought I'd just remind everybody what a great idea it always is to stack some metal. You always want to buy when everybody else is selling. That's about the best strategy anybody could ever have. And the folks at Sprott Money have an exciting offer for you this week. This week we have something new. We have the 8-gram and 25-gram maple grams that are on sale this week. You can call 888-861-0775 or visit SprottMoney.com for more info. This available. This offer is available for both Canadian and American listeners, but limited quantities are available, so you better get on it. And at this price, my goodness gracious, uh, it's looking better all the time. Eric, uh, as we record, we're just getting the snot beat out of us again. Gold's down below 1220 Silver's down around 1520 Any, I guess, words of wisdom you can share with everyone? Well, you know, I been kind of calm about the whole thing uh i must confess i'm a little uh more uh concerned with uh, today's kind of events the last couple of days events uh and, and probably when you see other things happening so for example uh you see economic things like the housing starts being leaked and the housing stocks in in a bear market i see that lead and zinc are in bear markets that uh various agricultural commodities uh, copper's in a bear market China, the Chinese stock market is in a bear market. So you're seeing a lot of things that uh, are kind of like warning flags, uh, economic warning flags. Now, this doesn't normally uh, play into uh, to gold sort of for the moment. Uh, and, of course, what we see going on in gold and silver is uh, the commercials are, are, I'm sure, getting long here, and the, uh, the hedge funds are getting short which is exactly the setup that we'd like to see. Uh, it, that's been playing out for quite a while here. We have a huge open interest in the uh, the August gold contract. I mean, it's, I think it's still something like 220,000 contracts or 22 million ounces of gold. The world produces about 80 million in a year. So in the next seven days, we got to liquidate 22 million ounces of gold contracts. And typically to do that, they knock the price down to get people to short into it so that so that these guys can cover their positions and um so far that's been the trend for the last few weeks it's gone way beyond what i would have imagined it went beyond and of course once if and when we break um 1200 then everyone's really going to have a a fit then um it's bad enough being down to 1216 or 1217 wherever we're trading right now but uh that's the process we're going through uh, I have to, as you know, I've expressed many times before that uh, whenever the commercial, commercial banks say we need volatility in markets, well, they're getting it. And, and of course, they orchestrate it, I believe. And, and that's exactly what we're going through with with not only um, gold and silver. We see it in the oil market where it got up to 77. Everyone gets excited. It's going to break out. And bang, it's down 10 bucks three weeks later. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of that's that's the volatility that they need to make money. Wash, rinse, repeat. So here we are. Who knows when we get off of it, but um, I, I would imagine it can't be too much further because the positions have totally reversed. Now it's to the advantage of the commercials that the price goes back up. 
Eric, I want to kind of go in a slightly different direction to something that probably, well, I guess most folks, if they listen to us every week, they, they have an interest and they own precious metal. But I think almost everybody probably owns uh, mutual funds, equity positions. You know, in the U.S., we have people with 401ks and IRAs, and uh, everybody, at least most folks, are exposed to the stock market one way or the other. It's held in there uh, reasonably well in the past several weeks, but it's, it's uh, just passed unchanged on the year. Gosh, Eric, you go back to 2015, the last time we had emerging market crises that came from a strong dollar and the Chinese devalued the yuan about 3.5% and eventually led to a, a significant 10 12% drop in one week in the S&P. You pointed out what's going on in the commodities. Uh, and the yuan now is down 7.5% in the last 90 days. I, I mean, is this a time... I mean, we've, we all speculate about the stock market being overvalued, but is this a time for investors who do have equity positions to start getting a little more cautious? Well, I would certainly think so. You know, when you see the uh, you know, the biggest manufacturer in the world, which is China, go into a bear market when a trade war has just started. I mean, I don't think anybody has any idea what's uh, likely going to play out in the long run. I mean, hopefully they come to some conclusion that we shouldn't have this trade war, but where we are today, it's a disaster for everyone because it's going to change the, the whole kind of the shipping lines, right? Instead of going to think things going to China, they got to go somewhere else or things coming from China. Now they got to go somewhere else. It's going to be a mess. And you, you sort of see it in soybeans. I don't even know what soybeans are down by, but it's, it's a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if like 30 or 40%, uh, because the Chinese put a tariff on soya beans. And then, you know, I think of what the bankers are going to do next. I bet you they're already looking at their portfolios of anybody connected to commodities and wondering, who, what's next year? Because it's been a pretty harsh correction here in a lot of those commodities. So I think it's uh, it's worth being very careful here. I mean, the, the world economies don't grow that much anyway. Like, as you know, the U.S. economy grows at something like 2%. The world's levered. You know, the debt is almost 200. It's a quarter of a quadrillion, uh, quadrillion now, right? It's almost 250 billion, a trillion, sorry, trillion. So, you know, if the economy slow down, that debt's hard to service. And that creates problems everywhere. Well, and speaking of that, as you look over the horizon, isn't it It's kind of compelling to see what's going on here in the U.S. at least? We've got the uh, short rates are spiking while uh, long-term rates are flat. And so we're getting close to inverting the yield curve. Ben Bernanke, of course, he of infinite wisdom, says that's not a problem, just like the housing crisis wasn't a problem in 2007. Uh, and then we've got some serious political risk here in the U.S., it seems, as well. I mean, I know it's, it's challenging to look uh, too far forward, um, especially given the current environment. But, gosh, it sure looks like the back half of this year is going to get rather unpredictable, doesn't it? Well, I mean, I'm no expert on U.S. politics, but obviously the Democrats are sort of relishing on what happened over in Helsinki uh, and getting uh, more aggressive and, of course, blaming the loss of the election on the Russians, which I think nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, that's what I personally think. Um, I mean, obviously, she was a weak candidate uh, versus Trump, and I think he won it fair and square. But, uh, yeah, it's a mess down there. It's, it's hard to know what's happened when you when you get some hardcore Republicans who want to be anti-Russia and sort of pro-war uh, also taking a stand against them. Yeah, it could get very messy. I mean, maybe, you know, a lot of people talk about impeachment. They would like impeachment. I mean, probably half the population would like impeachment. So um, 
who knows where where it all goes but it it creates uh, a bit of an economic mess we've seen some of these surveys soften here um so why wouldn't they i mean people are have some sense of logic even though the market might not and um I think the latest consumer sentiment poll weakened off because of the trade crisis. Well, that's what it should do. So anyway, it's, yes, it's of concern. And I think uh, our listeners should uh, be very cognizant that there may be some, uh, some effects that should happen in the market here. All right, Eric, just one last question this week, and it has to do with the shares uh, and metal prices in that, you know, if we go back to 2015, when gold got all the way down, gosh, below 1100 and silver got below 14 there was a lot of talk about prices being below the cost of production and how maybe that was like almost a physical floor for the paper price. Can you address that? Because you're still obviously involved in the sector and you're the chairman of sure. Kirkland Lake. Um, how yeah. much connection do you see between, you know, is there a limit that they can drop the paper price before it really begins to impact the physical supply? Well, Craig, you know, it's a, it's a, You'd be surprised what companies, to what level it would have to go for a guy to actually shut down. Um, because by shutting down, you still incur costs, right? Right. And let's say you're incur- incurring costs of $100, your potential asset you would produce, even if you're shut down. So, you know, if, uh, let's say the price got to, a th- got to 900 and your costs were 1000 you're even, right? Whether you shut down or not, you're going to lose 100 producing it. You lose a hundred if you don't produce it. Yep. So there's, uh, I, I don't think we're at a point where the price would affect production, uh, except in the, the extreme, like somebody who's already losing, you know, a uh, hundred who's now losing two hundred. That guy might shut down. But there's very few mines that I think are in that uh, price range. In other words, where your costs are. 1300 and the price is 1200 and it goes to, let's say, 1100 years, you got to shut it down. I don't think there's any impact uh, on production in that. You might find that some guys start high grading in order to offset uh, the decline in revenue. Uh, the one thing I would say about the shares, it kind of hung in here, you know, vis-a-vis what gold has done and what, what you might have expected. Because sometimes the stocks, you know, they're going down three times what the price of gold down. The price of gold down down 10 Ten percent. That would imply thirty percent of the stocks, and yeah. that's not what happened here. So I'd say the stocks maybe have a little patience with this decline because they know it's orchestrated, and that you know what's the point of playing the stupid game where you sell the stock and when it and get to go down thirty and that goes right back up thirty percent. We've seen this way too often, and um, so, so I think the people who own the shares have been through that as I've been through it before, and. Um, I think they're holding off, and the, the, the sort of gold index has got to show that it, it's hung in pretty well. All right, then. Well, one last uh, little special promotion before we sign off. Sprott Money, and we talked about the 8-gram and the 25-gram maple grams that are on sale. We're also offering a one-ounce silver maple leaf monster box for just $1.99 over spot. Get a whole monster. I mean, you want to take talk about taking advantage of low prices, buy in bulk. Uh, our Canadian listeners can take advantage of this special promotion by calling 1-888-861-0775. It's for call-in orders only. So you really want to uh, lower your, your cost average at this point. Here's a great way to do it with a monster box. You can take advantage of this offer uh, now at these uh, very depressed prices. Uh, Eric, hopefully you and I won't be even more depressed by next week, but uh, 
we'll see where we are by next Friday. And until then, I'll, I'll give you the, the rest of the week off. Well, Greg, thank you. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I was just reflecting as we were ending this discussion about the times that we talked to each other when everything was great, right? Right. <laughs> and now every week it's kind of like kind of morose here. But, uh, you know, I'm sure our day will come, and I uh, hope everyone can stay patient. And uh, it's, it's a long, fun game. And uh, gold stocks have done well for the last 18 years. They've been actually stunning. Gold's been stunning for the last 18 years. And hope we'll get back on that trend again. Let's do it. All righty. Well, anyway, thank you, Eric, for your time. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And from all of us here at uh, Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday.